The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. I'm so glad you're able to join NUMA Podcast today. The key text for this podcast is the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 28, verse 16 to 20. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you alway, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you today for another privilege to be able to bring your word to the world. Lord, I ask today for inspiration of the sound of my voice and for illumination for the understanding of my listeners today. Lord, as I speak, I pray God that your word will come, O Lord, like fire and thunder. Let it touch the listeners of this podcast so that in the end we will come to that place where we understand more the great commission in the way that it was intended. Lord, I pray for the churches in Aberdeen, Scotland. I pray for the churches across this nation that we will receive that uh, insight into the Holy Spirit mission that we have been commissioned so that the gospel that we preach will not be omitted but rather God it will be that gospel that you have sent Jesus Christ to come and to die for. I thank you Father because I know that you have answered this prayer and I seal it in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The title of this podcast is The Paradox of the Great Omission. The Paradox of the Great Omission. Before we continue any further, let us examine briefly the structure and the context 
of the title by breaking it down. Paradox, according to Cambridge Dictionary, is a situation or statement that seems impossible or is difficult to understand because it contains two opposite facts or characteristics. Furthermore, the same dictionary also defines omission as the act of not including something or someone that should have been included or something or someone that has not been included that should have been. The next question then would be how does these syntaxes relate to the text we are dealing with? Well, it does because our key text today entails that there is a great commission that has become greatly omitted in some forms and as such has rendered the appointed gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ ineffective. Following the death, burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the last and most important thing the reason Christ did before his ascension was to debrief his disciples. Notice not his Christians. We will come to that later. Jesus debriefed them and commanded them to go out there and replicate the characteristics of disciples in others around the world. For the purpose of clarity, let us read the debriefing declaration in a more modern translation of the Message Bible. Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 to 20. Jesus, undeterred, went right ahead and gave his charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet, far and near, in this way of life marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. I will be with you as you do this day after day after day, right up to the end of the age. Here is what has come to be known as the Great Commission, which is in my view the very reason why Jesus Christ came to earth to die for the sins of the world. But it seems by all indication that the church has drifted afar from the Great Commission by omitting the critical attributes of the Commission. So, as you tag along with me today, I want to challenge you that have accepted the finished work of Jesus Christ at Calvary to rethink your approach to the Great Commission by re-evaluating the constitute of the Great Commission so that in the end, together, we would be able to make a U-turn to the point where we went off. Brothers and sisters, this is my prayer and this is my call today. The channel by which the Great Commission is proclaimed is the Gospel. 
Sadly, the gospel has been redacted and reduced for convenience sake and for political correctness. And what remains as a result is what I call in this podcast, the great omission. A different kind of gospel. I wonder whether Jesus Christ would recognize what gospel we have resorted to if he were a merman visiting us today. Because we have done a bad job of the commission. We have messed up everything and now we have a gospel that has all the paraphernalia of the gospel without authority. This is what the Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthian church about the Great Commission when it appeared that they were omitting it. 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 2 verse 1 to 2, he said, You will remember, friends, that when I first came to you to let you in on God's masterstroke, I didn't try to impress you with polished speeches and the latest philosophy. I deliberately kept it plain and simple for Jesus and who he is, then Jesus and what he did, Jesus crucified. The Apostle Paul made it clear in this passage what was important in the Great Commission. It was not the case that human wisdom was unimportant in proclaiming the gospel, but that such wisdom must be based on the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. As it happened, Paul was a man of great intellect and full of the Holy Spirit too. However, it was important to him that the Corinthian church understood the message of the gospel in all its clarity, without the need for it to be sugar-coated in any way, which was why he said emphatically in the last part of the text that he deliberately kept it plain and simple. By underscoring on the identity of Jesus Christ and his purpose on earth. Brothers and sisters, this is the great commission that was paradoxically omitted, which we must make conscious effort to return to. Yet, we have the problem of another kind of gospel or gospels. That gospel is that which will be preached from many pulpits today. Let me identify a few. They are the gospel of financial prosperity, gospel of entertainment, gospel of liberalism, gospel of syncretism, gospel of neutralism. Dear brothers and sisters, here are some of the questions for you today. Does this list describe what is happening at your church? Does the gospel at your church still possess the power to make you cry for your own sins, the sins of those around you, and the sins of the world? When you attend the church, do you expect to be entertained? I understand. Church should have some element of fun, but it should be more of a place of discipleship than anything else. Surely, Jesus Christ did not die for your entertainment of fun. He did that to set you free from the wicked shackles of Satan so that you can become a child of the living God. So, you see, it is a serious business. The gospel is a serious business. 
can your church help you to get ready for the final call if it happens today? If not, why not? What do you want from God? Ephemeral riches or filthy loses? Or a relationship with God that brings everlasting peace, not as the word gives? You have to answer these questions. Your pastor or your minister cannot help you with these, my friends. Lastly, the kind of gospel you accept will determine your eternal destination, which is the whole point of being a follower of Jesus Christ. You must make decision today to choose the kind of gospel you want to follow. Either the gospel of financial prosperity, gospel of entertainment, gospel of liberalism, gospel of syncretism, gospel of neutralism, or the gospel of Jesus Christ. Again, the decision is yours to make. This is Numa Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. Brothers and sisters, the reality of the spiritual condition of some of our churches is unnerving and is undoubtedly an acute sign of spiritual deprivation. This is indeed a problem across the world as Satan cunningly institutes his paradigms in every town, every city, every nation and continent of the world. The West battles with the gospel of liberalism based on liberty and compromise and the gospel of neutralism as a result of the power of social economic and social cultural engineering the consequence of the age of reason that displaces faith in Jesus Christ. On the other hand, the majority world struggles under the weight of the gospel of syncretism, fusion of different religions and cultures, and the gospel of entertainment where Hollywood is ferociously challenged and the gospel of financial prosperity. Our key text today, Matthew 28, 16-20, was a clarion call to be Jesus' disciples, not to be Jesus' Christian. I know this must shock some of you listening to this podcast, but this statement does not need to shock you and it is by no means a heresy or mere semantics. It is the reality. Jesus Christ never called anyone Christian. The Bible states in Acts chapter 11 verse 26, it was in Antioch that the disciples were for the first time called Christians. We understand from history that those who followed Jesus Christ were called many things until Antioch label uh, stock. The word Christian is used only three times in the New Testament, whereas the word disciple appears at least 269 times in the New Testament, and that should bring home the importance of the word disciple. Jesus himself referred to his followers as disciples, not Christian. 
the importance of the reason why Jesus Christ called his disciples and commanded them to equally make disciples is simply in the name itself rather than just an imitator which is essentially what the word Christian is. A disciple in terms of our focus today is a student and as well as a practitioner of the Jesus faith. A disciple is one who is totally sold out to the cause. He or she does not just claim the label but actually apply every aspect of his or her understanding to every area of his or her life. That is a disciple. A disciple does not omit anything from the instruction even when it does not sit well with him or her. He or she asks God for the grace to understand and the grace to continue to follow. A disciple carries out the great commission and not the great omission. Brothers and sisters, when was the last time you genuinely prayed for the salvation of someone you know or someone you don't know? When was the last time you prayed for the salvation of your street, of your town and country and the world in general? Do you still make effort to reach out to someone because you truly desire that that person know Jesus Christ for themselves or you do but just for the person to embrace Christianity as a convenient and socially acceptable level and join your church and contribute money to fatten some prosperity gospel peddlers. Brothers and sisters, Jesus' command was simple. It says, go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life, marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. And that's Matthew 28, 19. The elements of the Great Commission are as follows. One, go out. The word go as employed here is not a universal proposition like a choice. It is a command and it is clear and unambiguous. Obeying the great commission begins with taking deliberate steps and making realistic efforts. Being ready to speak and to share what you have learned from Jesus Christ. If you have not learned anything, there would not be anything to share. And the only way to learn is to become a lifelong learner of the way of Christ. And by implication, a disciple. Again, not just a label or an imitator. The second thing is this, train everyone you meet. That's what the Bible says. You must be prepared to train all those you have encountered and by the grace of God accepted to become disciples of Jesus Christ. I remember my own story in January 1987 when Jesus Christ met me through a brother. This brother took it upon himself to ensure that I am properly discipled. He didn't give a label or a clerical collar to me to wear and showcase myself 
but he trained me to pray and to develop my personal relationship with Jesus Christ so that I can be a disciple and it worked today I am still on the same journey that started in 1987 not that it has been trouble free but this is what I do every day of my life I depend on that amazing grace, how sweet the sound, the amazing grace of God to lead me and help me through my trials and temptation so that I can eventually make heaven when my time comes or when the trumpet sounds. The third thing in that passage is far and near. Disciples of Jesus Christ must have global mentality, meaning that they should reach out to those nearby as well as those far away. Brothers and sisters, this is our calling and this is the great commission. We must not discriminate between who to reach out to and who not to. However, we must do our best to depend absolutely on the direction of the Holy Spirit. Number four thing in the passage is this. In this way of life, marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. Lastly, brothers and sisters, we must encourage those God has given us to acknowledge publicly their commitment to God in baptism. The Apostle Peter reminded his community of disciples with this word. That's 1 Peter 3 verse 21. In baptism, we show that we have been saved from death and doom by the resurrection of Christ, not because our bodies are washed clean by the water, but because in being baptized, we are turning to God and asking Him to cleanse our hearts from sin. This was also collaborated in Acts chapter 2, verse 37 to 38, after Peter preached his debut uh, sermon at the temple gate. The Bible says, When the people heard this, they were caught to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. As I conclude this podcast, on the paradox of the Great Omission, let me draw your attention to a few things from our key texts. The Great Commission was not just a debrief to the primary disciples of Jesus Christ, but it is also for all future disciples, including you who is listening to this podcast right now. What this means is this, if you and everyone who wears the label of a Christian is a disciple, and if all disciples obey the Great Commission without omission, it means that we are all in the soul-winning 
business and that will help us to make real progress in the kingdom of God here on this side of eternity. Finally, the Apostle Paul, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, once of the great omission of the Great Commission to the Galatian church, he writes, that's in Galatians chapter 1 verse 8 to 9, anyone who comes to you with a different message than the grace gospel that you have received will have the curse of God come upon them. For even if we or an angel appeared before you to give you a different gospel than what we have already proclaimed, God's curse will be upon them. I will make it clear, anyone, no matter who they are, that brings you a different gospel than the grace gospel that you have received, let them be condemned and cursed. My dear brothers and sisters, it is my utmost prayer that we get it right by not omitting anything from the great commission given to us by Jesus Christ, that we continue to seek out to listen to what is right, the gospel, the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. There are so many gospel out there. There are so many churches out there. There are so many people proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ out there. But listen, brothers and sisters, we are called to only one gospel. We are called to the Great Commission. We are called to obey just the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is the message today. God bless you. God bless you. Let us pray. Father God, thank you once more, God, for this podcast. And I pray, God, that as many that have listened, O Lord, that you will bless them, O God, that you bring them to that place where you want them to be, a place of the real gospel, a place of the true gospel, a place of being a disciple, not just a label as Christian. Father God, help us, God, to live that righteous life, the life that you have called us to, a life of example, O God, to those who are coming after us, to those observing us, O Lord, today. And I thank you and I bless you, Lord, because I know that you have answered us. And I seal this prayer in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who will be coming soon. In Jesus' name, amen. God's Spirit is in my heart. He has called me and set me aboard. This is what I have to do. What I have to do. He sent me to bring the goodness to the poor. Tell prisoners that they are prisoners no more. Tell blind people that they can see. Sent me, 
so I'm sending you out to be my witnesses throughout the world, the whole of the world. He sent me to bring the good news to the poor. Tell prisoners that they are prisoners no more. Tell blind people that they can see. And serve the dead rotten free. And go tell everyone the news that the kingdom of God has come. And go tell everyone the news that God's kingdom has come. Don't worry what you have to say. Thank you for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.